Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey? Well, I'm glad because you're back. <laughs> Man, I, we were just talking about this before we started. Uh, the last recording, last time I came into the closet here and set up, <laughs> was December 4th with the Nick Sandy episode. It, that doesn't feel that long ago and also feels long ago all at the same time. Yeah. Well, you know what? It took us, what, about 30 minutes of chatting before we even got started? <laughs> well, so <laughs> that's kind of get kind of get going. So that's the thing. Like, I remember the before you took your break, we had just done a scheduling uh, meeting. Just you and me. We were just kind of like scheduling out everything. Yeah. And we even said, oh, we're going to be set for a really long time with this one. And then immediately, you know, curveballs happened and we had to make some plans. And, and part of that was the Disney Investor Day announcement like making more concrete information out there so what i've learned is like yeah. we can never plan <laughs> or if we want release dates to finally come out we need just to have a planning session <laughs> <laughs> so we hold all the power some inverse way <laughs> we do we do <laughs> so okay so it is january 1st a recording beginning off the new year with the recording of podcast mm -hmm. and it, you know and this isn't going to drop until the until uh, to the Monday, not this coming Monday, the following Monday. Uh, I do want to say thank you uh, to Tara from There Was an Idea podcast, JB. Uh, <laughs> I almost said it. Go ahead. I think <laughs> <JB>. you should. <laughs> All right. Every time, every time I hear his name, JB, I think pants, JB Fancy Pants. <laughs> I know it's not, but that's what I think. New and nickname I can't wait. confirmed. And Leach uh, for filling in for me. Uh, tremendous. Loved listening to the podcast. And I'm terribly in debt to y'all and thank you so much. Uh, I feel bad missing it. Like I was listening in the car and talking and responding <laughs> and then later texting Trey <laughs> um, my my thoughts and stuff. Uh, so I can't wait to have them back on when I can be here. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I I think there was your presence was still felt even in those episodes where they guessed it in because I think every one of them, we all referred back to you and what you would have said or thought. And, um, and just to play off what you said, I, I want to say thank you to them as well again because uh, a lot of times it was working in like some short week turnarounds. Like I messaged Tara. I was like, hey, here's this situation i i totally understand because this was like right before christmas i think and i was like understand the situation if you can't do this um and she was like well mm -hmm. i can do it tomorrow and so it was just like from the moment i asked her <laughs> to the next day we were doing it so i i'm in nice, to all of nice. them too yeah i do want to say um i talked to wife about this just to make sure uh i do want to say the big reason why I was gone is uh, we had some mental health things going on with my kids. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say for everybody listening, take it seriously, have someone to talk to. Don't feel bad about talking to a therapist or whatever. Truly from a parent's perspective and now it's being my kids. It does. It's, it's a weird feeling because it can feel kind of isolating in that, mm -hmm you get this feeling like you're afraid to talk to people about it, but oh my gosh, so many people are so open and you'd be surprised how many people have had a similar experience and willing to talk. So I do want to just bring that up, bring it to the light, please, you know, um, feel free about talking with um, other people and just, and making that be fully aware of those things. That's the, that's the trick. I think that mental health plays against people is that feeling that you are alone. Um, but you know, like you said, just reach out to somebody and, and work towards getting the help you need. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, so yeah. I just, again, make sure not to, to, to start off with a big down note, but I just, I, that's something that I know, uh, how do I want to put this for the longest time around this mental health, there's a stigma mm -hmm. and a big, a big part of fighting that to me in my mind is the willingness to be open. Mm -hmm. And to talk about it and to some degree. I mean, it's we're talking about my kids and stuff. I'm not going to, you know, go completely full open on the pod, but, but do just want to put that message out there. Yeah. I think that's very, very helpful. So 
back to the podcast. Um, like we said, in your absence, one of the things that we didn't get a chance to talk about, uh, you and me, is the Disney Investor Day announcements. So I know we've done some episodes going over them in detail, but I'd be remiss if we didn't just kind of get like a brief overview uh, from your reactions. Was there anything in particular that you were excited about from those announcements? You know what? I agreed with you <laughs> on the Miss on the on the Miss Marvel. Uh huh. Right, because I know, like I encourage you to read the Miss Marvel. And I've been trying to read the latest Miss when I say the latest, like from you know, the first I want to say episode. <laughs> issue number one, you know, and, and I haven't got them as they come out. I've been getting the the collected issues. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about um that show. Mm-hmm. I'm also after listening to you speak with Tara uh-huh. and her recommending Orphan Black. Yeah. I'm really, really excited about She-Hulk. <laughs> After watching Orphan Black and seeing the Tatiana Mislani's work, it, and one of the things I've realized is Orphan Black, I didn't know anything about Orphan Black except what was said on the pod. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know anything about it and you're first hearing it through that, don't research it up. Don't read anything about it. Just go watch it blind. Okay. It's so good. But that got me excited for She-Hulk. So it's clear that at least one of the hosts in this podcast actually follows through on the recommendations that are given to them. Because <laughs> I forgot what it was, but I was talking to JB, too, and he was, uh, oh, he texted me, too. He was like, oh, yeah, I totally recommend uh, Tara's suggestion. Go watch Orphan Black. And I said, yeah, Jude's already on season three. Clearly, he actually listens to what people say. <laughs> I have two episodes left. Of the entire I have two thing? episodes left to finish to, f- to finish all five seasons. That's amazing. So New Year's Eve, that's what my wife and I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched season one, all that's ten awesome. episodes. New Year's Eve. So um, you're so already seen, you're already going through I, again. <laughs> I've seen I've seen season one twice, and when we finish recording, I'll start season two <laughs> for a second time. And I got two episodes left of season five. One day I'll get around to. It. <laughs> That's so well, this, it's it's ten episodes, and it's and even for our episodes, they go so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really do. Thing is, is you're not allowed until you finish Clone Wars, but. Okay. See, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm always trying to catch up with something else, and then I got new Marvel shows coming. I don't know when I'm going to be able to watch these shows. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think those two. Um, I know there's other things from the Investor Day that I got so excited about. There's yeah, one thing. The, in- Miss Marvel sticks out, and She-Hulk after watching that. Yeah. There's one thing that I think we both have to talk about just real quick. Did you were you on the same page with me about Kevin Feige somehow teasing Daredevil in that She-Hulk segment? Doesn't it feel you, like it? You know what? I I didn't catch that until you texted me. Uh-huh. So so like cuz I was watching it live and we we're and you were watching it live and we texted we texting each other and I just I missed that reference that that he said that and you texted me and then I started seeing it other places. Like, oh, mm-hmm. he he teased Daredevil. He teased Daredevil. Um I have mixed feelings about that. Okay. As well, when it, when, when the reports started coming out about that being she Hulk being a 30 minute, like sitcom comedy mm-hmm. courtroom, courtroom comedy. Mm-hmm. While that format in and of itself, I'm like struggling to see how that's going to work with the MCU. Mm-hmm. Taking the Matt Murdoch, we know from the Netflix show and yeah. putting it into a court, like like I'm thinking Night Court, like uh-huh. <laughs> that old '80s show Night Court, and this courtroom comedy, and I'm just like, man, I, I don't know. That's clashing. I, I never really th- hard. I never thought about the tonal clashing that would be. I was just really excited about the Daredevil drop because I mean, you pushed for Daredevil at the start of this podcast because that was a swing. If he comes back into the MCU, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. look like geniuses. So it's like, yeah. I want it to happen because selfishly, but now that you kind of frame it with the the clash, like, yeah, I don't know how that would work. Yeah. And and again, I, to me, that's Daredevil. That's Matt Murdock. I don't see Charlie. Co- I don't see anybody but Charlie Cox in that role. Mm-hmm. Just like we see that with a lot of these characters, but just the tone of the show in general being that. And I, I have no fear of like, again, I loved orphan black so much i have no fear of tatiana being able to pull it off right, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in terms of talent but just 
having that genre or format in the MCU just feels so foreign. Mm-hmm. Um, well, even, you know, like, and we're talking with JB in Moon Knight. Yeah. Right. Like in the Indiana Jones, like, like from everything y'all were saying, I can see that as a format and that working, you mm-hmm. know, um, it's just the, the, the comedy intentional comedy is just kind of, um, although smart Hulk, I mean, if smart Hulk's going to be in it, you mm-hmm. know, then he was kind of a comic relief ish type. Hulk's been character. like comic relief for a real long time within the MCU. I think yeah. it's been since the first Avengers where he's kind of been not Puny God. The, and, yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know, cause we text, you texted this to me asking me how I felt about it being a sitcom and I was conflicted about it. And a lot of it has to deal with, I think sitcom conjures up this feeling of throwaway, at least because in my experiences with sitcoms, story's never been the important part. It's the jokes, it's the humor. And, you know, what was canon in one season can be changed, you know, in a few seasons later. Like, I mean, that happens all the time in Modern Family where, like, uh, one character's interest is never talked about again a season later. Yeah. So framing it as a sitcom within the MCU kind of goes against the core of what the idea of the MCU universe is. Yeah. And so okay. that that's what feels conflicting to me. But I also remember, because I was telling you that like the MCU is also found, not founded on humor, but it has humor in its DNA. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that feels at home. It's yeah. just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they yeah. pull it off. Well, I mean, when you take the two other shows, you say sitcoms that came to mind were, Parks and Rec and Community, mm-hmm. and you see the changes over the over the the various seasons. Mm-hmm. This character doesn't work, so we easily write him out and introduce another character. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be tough. It'll be interesting to see. And, and is that's I don't remember the release date on that. Was that a twenty twenty two? See, hope yeah, twenty twenty two. I believe okay. I can look that okay. up real quick. So that's a but I'm that's a twenty twenty two. Mm-hmm. So they got time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I was excited about that uh, Ross coming back. Yeah. And uh, I'm blanking on his name. Abomination. Yes. I Tim Roth. The, Tim Roth. Yeah. Because yeah. he was great. Like, we haven't done our Incredible Hulk review yet, but I, I don't remember being as hard on it as a lot of people seem to be. And mm-hmm. I remember liking Tim Roth and the Abomination. So I, it'll be interesting to see him come back for sure. I remember when I watched it, um, I remember enjoying it and thinking it wasn't as bad as people said. Now, because remember, mm-hmm. I didn't see that until the marathon rewatch leading up to Infinity War. Right. I did. So, yeah. So, so I heard all the criticisms and yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't, it didn't seem as bad. It, it's a MCU movie definitely before they figured it out, but it is still, I think, worth watching. Yeah. I started where y'all kind of ended off of that episode where you and Terry mm-hmm. ended off. It was like, which one are you most excited about? Right. Mm-hmm. And and those are the two I think I'm most excited about. I do want to answer the prop question. Okay. I knew exactly which one you were going for too. Everybody knew which one. <laughs> like, like a, it, it either had to be that or the only other one that I thought it might've been for you was like cat's helmet. <laughs> like yeah. his little helmet gal thing. Okay, I struggle with this because mm-hmm. uh, I kept thinking of like, like man, if I have a prop, I want to like like have a reason to carry it around with me, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like, hey, look, this is what this be last. Um, but honestly, what I ended up going back to was the suitcase from Iron Man Two. Oh, that'd be really you know? good. The armor yeah. one. And it just it yeah. just and I realize it's not going to work. It's not going to unfold. But it's just the case. Uh-huh. Like yeah. You know, that's so funny because before, I mean, I couldn't not go with the shield because that's just, mm-hmm. that's who I am. But one of the ones I was kind of thinking of was the case that uh, Fury put the Tesseract in. Oh, in okay. Avengers. okay. So that's really funny to me that we both were kind of yeah. in the suitcase territory. Yeah. The, the only other one that I thought about was, not the only other one, but the other one that really came to mind. I thought about, well, well, let me tell you some of the other the others I thought about, but it, it, when I the kind of when I narrowed it down and I had to pick one, 
I thought about like the little GPS time GPS hand thing they wore on the wrist or the hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought about that. I also thought about the lunchbox the Tesseract was in and Captain Marvel. Yeah. But the other one where I really got was was funny enough Iron Man two. <laughs> the uh, Howard Stark's notebook that Tony was flipping oh, yeah. through that had the drawing of the Tesseract in it and had all those drawings and stuff in it like that. It was between that and the suitcase, which is so weird because we were so hard on that movie. And both of those top two choices came out of that movie. That's funny. The journal would be really good because uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but in, there was a game called Halo Reach and they had a collector's edition where one of the scientists that helped create the AI that you have as your companion yeah. had a notebook in the universe of the game. And part of the collectible was you got her universe. I mean, you got her uh, notebook yeah. and it was full of all her notes. That's and that cool. was very fascinating to read. That's cool. So that'd be cool to have Howard. That's cool. I've always wondered whose job that was to like, yeah, I need you to fill up this notebook with, mm-hmm. with props and, and stuff. <laughs> you know that that seems like it would be fun, but it also feels like if I was the one doing it, that would also be just so nerve wracking yeah. to make it all fit and feel like notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, oh. and you know what? And I would like skip a page, and sure enough, that's the page he flips to. <laughs> <laughs> Or oh, have like a game good. of tic tac toe or something, and it's just oh okay. I mean, if it's going off anything that with my notes, I totally have <laughs> random doodles and drawings and mine, so it fits. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now the question with Leech, which of the what ifs would I like to see? Yeah, the what what if scenario okay. would you like to okay. see okay. that wasn't covered in the trailer? I I, don't, I feel like this is cheating. Because <laughs> hey, I answered with the shield. You can cheat. <laughs> okay, like well, because it's a character that that hasn't been introduced into the MCU, but I feel okay. like it, because it's a what if, it's okay. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? I, yeah. I would love to see it, and and it's just me. And as, as I'm, a, I'm a fan of Spider Gwen, and mm-hmm. I would love to have seen. Spider Gwen instead of Spider Man. Yeah. You know, and the whole idea was Gwen Stacy got bit by the spider instead of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, so like that's the one where I'd love to see him take it. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I realized like there, that's all comic knowledge. It's more comic knowledge than like what happened in the MCU. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that. And then the other one, when I don't think this was in the trailer, but I'd love to see if they swapped Nebula and Gamora. Ooh, that's a real good one. You know, from Guardians and their roles. Sw- swapped in as Gamora's the one that gets replaced bit by bit, turned into like the mechanical machine, or swapped in like who Thanos favored? Who Thanos favored? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that kind of goes hand in hand a little bit, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who who Thanos actually actually favored? Uh huh. That would... Yeah, Nebula takes off originally with with the the Guardians and yeah. That that feels like a potential for being really dark but actually like really illuminating of their dynamic. That's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. I'm glad we uh we got to get you in on those uh question of the weeks for the last 3 weeks. Yeah, and next time, you know, I'll be here to represent Iron Man. <laughs> you know, the the guy who started it and ended it. Well, if we want to go on the ended, well, who did the, Steve brought the stones back? Who did the snap? I am yeah. Iron Man. <laughs> We're never going to get this resolved, are we? <laughs> oh man! It's like the line from the trailer: "You just started a war, but it never showed up in the movie." <laughs> well. I think that's going to lead us into the meat of our episode, which actually segues nicely off of your what if with Gwen Stacy, uh, because that is kind of delving into the a little bit of the Spider-Verse, these multiverse where different people became Spider-Man. And we're here today to talk about is Spider-Man 3 getting crowded? So I think the easiest way that we can do this is to talk about the things that we know are pretty much hard confirmed before delving into things that are speculations, rumors, and uh, uh, theories that people have going around this film, because this film is getting very busy. Mm -hmm. So 
Just to start off, uh, what we know, John Watts is returning to direct, and this movie is slated to release on December 17th, 2021. You know what? I, but Before we started recording, we were just talking about how 2020 felt in terms uh-huh. of how fast did this year go, um, how slow did it feel like it went or whatever. I feel like December 17th is just right around the corner, the way 2020 went for me. Yeah, it really does. It's one of the... like. This is so irrational, but I'm grumpy now knowing there's a concrete date for Mm Spider-Man because it's just been something that I've been thinking about that's so far away that I wasn't letting myself get excited about it. And now knowing that it's next year, it's like, well, give it to me now. Like, I want this. Where's the trailer? How come I haven't seen like five trailers now? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like, it's it's insane. It it just, it it starts with the Investor Day. And I know we're talking Spider-Man 3. But but just going off of what you said about having a date, right? Mm-hmm. It, when you think of what 2020 and not having any Marvel content and mm-hmm. Spider-Man 3 is going to wrap up 2021 where we're getting, man, next week, WandaVision, we're going to get Loki, we're going to get the Eternals, we're going to get Black Widow, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like when you consider everything that they're releasing in 2021, you know, it's like just opening up the floodgates after getting nothing in 2020. Yeah. And yeah. Spider-Man 3 is a good thing to end it with, too, right? I, I mean, we start with breaking the multiverse, I'm assuming, with WandaVision. Yeah. And we're going to end the year seeing what the repercussions... I imagine what the repercussions are going to be when a multiverse entering in the MCU with the third Spider-Man. Right. Well, and, okay, so one of the other things we know, confirming-wise, mm-hmm. uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is taking mm-hmm. that mentor role as Dr. Strange. So right. clearly multiverse, Dr. Strange, the multiverse of madness, the name of the sequel. So clearly mm-hmm. the multiverse is a part of it. Right. Aside from all the other stuff that we're, we're going to talk about, like it's just mm-hmm. that alone. Um, multiverse is involved. Right. I mean, you have to, like if you bring in Dr. Strange, you're going to tackle that because I don't see because I know the first one, the first Spider-Man film had Tony because that just that was the natural step. Right. Then the second one ha- had Nick Fury, which even though he wasn't that mentor role, it's been this established pattern of having someone mm-hmm. more established in the MCU to kind of accompany Peter's journey. Right. Strange. You, it just feels like if you're going to make that pairing, you're going to play with the universe. Yeah. Now, another thing we know. And this one is easier to kind of put in our confirmed section is Jamie Foxx will reprise his role as Electro. Now, the reason we can confirm this is because Jamie Foxx has already posted about it on his Instagram. Something to the extent of like, yes, I'm going to be Electro, but this time I won't be blue. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he's since deleted that post. So we know he's involved. We don't know if that means he's going to be reprising his The Amazing Spider-Man 2 or not. But there's heavy speculation believing that it will be since again, multiverse. Again, I have not seen the amazing Spider-Man two. I almost feel like you need to now. I, I know. I would never under any other circumstances. I would never recommend it to you. Cause I like, I almost walked out of the amazing Spider-Man two in the theaters. Like I had gone with a group of friends and I was like, I'm just not feeling this. And I didn't want to be that person within the friend group. So I stayed, but like, I just was not enjoying it. Yeah. But <sighs> I just, I haven't, I've seen clips and I just have not brought myself to watch that movie, which is weird because, I mean, we joked about in the beginning about Iron Man and, you know, you being Team Cap, me being Team Iron Man. And, and that's the case as far as like Civil War goes. But uh-huh. my favorite is Spider-Man. Like that's still my favorite. Right. And the idea that I have not seen the Spider-Man movie like just shows you how much influence all the all the bad press and even friends you others that are just like yeah <laughs> you're not missing much and don't bother so watch it be your favorite and it bumps the tom holland one. <laughs> yeah watch i'm gonna come back and and why is amazing spider-man 2 the most underrated movie of all time um, <laughs> oh man that's good that's gonna be our april fool's episode <laughs> it's gotta be now you've, you've spoken into existence now we gotta do it <laughs> so well <laughs> okay never mind what no go ahead no so it's, it's like so does that mean we're gonna do an april fool's episode i guess we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
So another thing that we're kind of put in our confirmed section is Alfred Molina will be reprising his role as Doc Ock. And the reason why this one feels a little bit more solid is because there have been reports of him on set of the Spider-Man 3 film. So that one's a little bit easier to be like, okay, this does feel like it has some weight behind it. In one of our episodes, this is the this was your response to mm-hmm. question of the week. You it was texted me such a good response too. You texted me the link to it and I got it on my phone and I just got the biggest grin on my face. <laughs> I you and I have definitely talked about it. I don't know if we've talked about it in podcasts, but we have a series of uncanny events where we talk about something on the podcast. It gets confirmed like up to maybe no more than a month later. Right. Um, right. It's Kevin Feige super fan. Yeah. That's the that's, that's the only reason gonna put it on the a only mug. reason for it. <laughs> well, I asked you earlier, like, what is the legality of using somebody's name for merch? <laughs> we won't use their likeness, but just the name. <laughs> We're gonna rebrand. You know what? If we if when we get to question of the week, you know, and I'm, okay. and I'm going to tease it, I just say when we get to question of the week and we answer it, if one of us is correct in a kind of a fortune telling way, we're rebranding uh-huh. our whole podcast to Kevin Feige Superfan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> if for the SEO hits alone, let's do it. So, yeah. So, I, I think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere similar to the Jamie Foxx where... He's not going to be blue. He'll be something electro, but but a, but like a different suit or costume. That the Alfred mm-hmm. Molina was going to be a different suit or costume than what you get in Raimi. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is. I don't know if that's a misdirect. We know it's going to be the multiverse. So right. if it's true and we're plucking them out of their multiverse, because I mean, think about it. In Spider-Man Two, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock dies. So does he? Yet. Yeah. I'm almost positive he drowned like he drowns his uh his, his I thought they uh, left invention. that kind of open. I thought they left that kind of open. Well, I guess if you go by the they don't show a body, but it was implied that he sacrifices himself. Like that's his whole arc. No, 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 no. I get I get the turn and the sacrifice of himself, but I I feel like I feel like they left themselves a window that where for 20 years later for them to come into the MCU. So, well, no, let's just, let's just say Spider-Man 3, you know, was good and we kept on with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and I say that there, I, I actually re-watched it and didn't think it was as bad as what I thought the first couple of times around. But, you know, let's say they wanted to do some Sinister Six kind of thing. You know, I, I, uh-huh. I feel like they left it to such where that's a possibility. All right. I'm going to have to, re- it's been a while since I've seen the second one. So I'll have to yeah. go back and see, but yeah, but same here. It's been a while. I need to rewatch it. <laughs> like I've, I've seen I mean, Spider-Man it... three more recently than I've seen Spider-Man two. The last, the, the Raimi one, Spider-Man one is the one I've seen recently. Like I've just seen it randomly playing on TV and, and just let it go. Yeah. Um, I, well, it was on Netflix. So I just went and watched it and I don't think the second one was on. Mm, okay. And this, and when I say it was on, not recently, like this, the last time it was on. Yeah. Netflix, yeah. God, I, I wish they were on Disney Plus. I know they won't be, but it would be even the MCU Spider Man's aren't on Disney Plus. They're but not, I but wish I heard they, they were. might be. I've heard rumors. Well, we I've we've seen promotional material of Spider Man of Spider Man, I should say, uh in Disney Plus promotional material, but it wasn't from Infinity War or Endgame. So why would they promote the movies that aren't on there if they're not going to get them eventually? Right, because they have the animated Spider Man stuff, like Spider Man Unlimited and, and... Some of the older mm-hmm. Spider-Man, yeah, cartoons, but so yeah, those that is a rundown of kind of the things that we know for sure happening, along with obvious stuff like obviously Tom Holland and the original group of friends that were in the first one. Um, you know, that's that's what we're looking at as solid basis to start with. Mm-hmm. Now, for the meat of the episode, is the question: Is Spider-Man three becoming crowded? So. We've seen so many rumors going around that we're going to have Kirsten Dunst, Tobey Maguire, um, you know, Emma Stone, Andrew Garfield, all these other major roles in the other Spider-Universe films joining this one. Do, 
just, it's hard where to even begin. On a macro level, how does this make you feel? There's a weird excitement of like, man, what's this going to be having, assuming the rumor part? Again, we're going off of rumors just because as we did our research, we we just want to be careful of what we say is and is it confirmed. Uh, Mm -hmm. People like Kirsten Dunst and, and McGuire and Garfield. There's an element of me where I get really excited mm-hmm. and think like, wow, they can pull this off. Yeah. And then there's an element of me of like just Spider-Man 3 with Raimi was the biggest issue it had was it was overloaded. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you had Sandman, Green Goblin 2, I guess, you know, with Harry Osborn. <laughs> uh, I kind of forgot about yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you had his version of Green Goblin with Harry Osborn. You had Venom. You had Sandman. Peter's dancing. Yeah, Peter's dancing. <laughs> there, you know what, though? When, and not to turn this into an apology for that movie, <laughs> but like when you watch... That when, movie ruined my birthday. When you watch... <laughs> okay. I, saw, I took friends to see it I, look, <laughs> on I, my birthday. <laughs> before... Hey, we before we went to Dave and Buster's for my bachelor party, we hit that movie up so, <laughs> so it I'm, runs deep I'm in our right family with you. Um, but, okay so but like when on the rewatch when he's ridiculously dancing uh-huh the people around him like on the streets of new york are having the same reaction as the audience mm-hmm. so there was like this self-awareness that i don't know if i'd caught the first time yeah of me feeling like it's ridiculous but everybody watching in film him do that uh-huh. also thought it was ridiculous you know and so so yeah so not to turn this into an apology for that mm-hmm. i mean yeah i mean if tom holland gets out there and starts dancing on top of having everyone come back that'll <laughs> be a problem <laughs> <laughs> well we've already seen tom holland's got a penchant for dancing have you seen that umbrella video he did with a lip yes. singing? Yes. Yeah. So. A lip sync battle. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll... so we know he can rock it. At least it won't be bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm super excited. Like, I mean, this is the, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the thing th- that you want to see, you know, you want to see yeah. this world come together. But again, and I think, I think you and JB hit on it talking about Moon Knight in mm-hmm. terms of long form storytelling versus short form, short form storytelling. And we've even mm-hmm. mentioned it, I know, on episodes. Is this the kind of thing where you can short form storytell this much um, and do it well? You know, I mean, if it's a bunch of, you know, like, so let's say all the rumors are true and all these people mm-hmm. are coming back. Is a quick hit kind of cameo-ish stuff uh, going to be satisfying? Probably mm-hmm. not. Um, I think I forgot where I read this, but I think one of the issues on holding up Maguire was screen time, was wanting a bigger uh, role within the film. You know, mm-hmm. um, well, basically go to into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. I, I I read somewhere, I heard somewhere that he wanted the um, Peter B. Parker role, the ma- the 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 mentor Spider Man role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or some, you know, some something more substantial. Um, again, I don't know if it's true there, but that's something I read, heard. Yeah. Which, if that is true, that kind of lends me to oh, it's just quick hit type things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how satisfying that's going to be. Because personally, that's where I am leaning. I really think. If this does come to fruition, we do see multiple universe Spider-Man joining this movie. It's got the only way I think they can handle it is kind of that cameo, like maybe Strange showing our Peter the different universes that are out there, and we see glimpses of it that way. Yeah. But I've never thought yeah. about it in the way that you framed it as would that be satisfying? Because that would be such a tease not to see that a little bit more. Yeah. And you also kind of hit on this whole uh, short form versus long form and can they do that with a story of this size? I think a thing that I 
because answer the question about how does this make me feel on a macro level, it is exciting because there is that fan servicey level to it that I like, mm -hmm. but it feels like, and I got to be careful here because I, I am in the camp that I do love that Iron Man be kind of came the mentor for Peter. Yeah. But it really feels like Iron Man has been shepherding him throughout his first two movies. And it really felt like we were going to see a very Peter focused movie on his own. Right. Right. And does that cut undercut having other Peter Parkers from different universes undercut Tom Holland's Peter when I was really hoping we'd see something that was just more of him dealing with problems on his own? And so mm -hmm. I keep going back and forth on that, on how that makes me feel. As of right now, cautiously conflicted is where I'm landing. Gut feeling. I don't know if this is the original plan. When I think about how far mm -hmm. from home ended, mm -hmm. how homecoming ended. Mm -hmm. I mean, what? Well, because like, because like Doctor Strange, if it's a multiverse movie, Doctor Strange can't pull like the Iron Man role. Of mm -hmm. just like, I'm going to pop in and out here. It's going to have to be to get in and out of verses, right? Unless mm -hmm. unless he's going to like show up and give him some magical item, you know, D&D &D style here. And, and then, <laughs> you know, and then he hops on its own or he explains to him what's going on. Like, I feel like you're going to see more of Strange than we've seen. Like we did with Nick Fury, where we saw mm -hmm. more involvement within what he's doing and not just showing up here and there. Right. It's like, just, it just also the way it ended. I just don't see. I'm just trying to imagine who the villain is in a story like this. Because I know we just talked about Electro. We just talked about Doc Ock. But there's something about it if they are from the res their respective universes that doesn't feel like the villainous threat to me. Because again, I guess I'm still in this whole area of like uh, cameo appearances. Mm -hmm. I've never thought about what the overarching villain would be for the movie. Who's your antagonist when you bring in different universe? timelines yeah. yeah so i mean if you think about like into the spider-verse the antagonist was wilson fisk right and he's uh-huh and he's trying to bring in other vanessas right. and destroying this and that's where these other spider-man come from because mm -hmm. he's messed up the technology right so who yeah like we haven't had any announcements of who the villain is the first one was that... jamie fox and electro mm -hmm. Right. And then you mentioned about the Doc Ock. And so so it's it, it makes it hard to conceptualize on this macro level of where is this going when you're also having to wrap up. You just ended it by getting outed on your identity. So you mentioned how we what led us into this is you saying you don't think this was the original plan. I think right. I texted you. Was this dealing in the multiverse a way to soften the blow like do you think this is a response to almost losing peter parker in the mcu that they've done this to maybe soften the blow that should we ever lose peter parker in the mcu again it's a lot easier to write out any storylines that were lingering like the way far from home ended lingered with peter being exposed mm -hmm. as multiverse shenanigans so if we never see, if for whatever reason, some, you know, heaven forbid, we get Peter Parker gone again, we can use the multiverse as a scapegoat. Is this Disney future-proofing themselves? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, it, it won't be perfect, but it's a lot easier to write out a character that way than what they were leaving us on if Far From Home was our last Spider-Man film. Yeah. Yeah, how do you... Hmm, does it future-proof? See, to me... What if what would future proof it would be an Iron Man three type story? Mm -hmm. Because as we talked about in our review, that that was clearly they knew this was the last solo film, right? And it ended in such a way that if he never showed up in any other movie, you got a nice packaged ending. Mm -hmm. And to me, that would be the way to do it. Is no, I want to do a film where I'm going to wrap up and tie up all these loose ends. And that way, if he never shows up again, it doesn't matter. We gave you a satisfying end. Right. And then if I want to use him again, I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Which, given the scope or the alleged scope of this film we got, that doesn't feel like what we're getting. Yeah. Yeah, like clearly. And that's the other thing where I feel like it's a change of plans because I feel like it's a commitment on both Disney and Sony to many more movies. 
Mm -hmm. Well, because we know when we got the Peter joining the MCU again, we knew he was getting one solo film and one team-up film. That was the extension that Sony and Disney worked out. Right. That's not to say we won't get more extensions, but that's what we know so far. So I see what you're saying about, like, if they're going to do this, because not only are they bringing in... Not only are they they're letting Disney use the Spider-Man property again, they're reaching back into their previous Spider-Man entries, too. So there is some functional working relationship that this isn't just a quick, you know, in and out use of their characters, I would think. Yeah, yeah, because that's just... <sighs> again, all armchair quarterbacking, but... The, the way this is shaping up, is this the team-up film? I mean, it's it's not because it's it's not because it's a solo film in that by name, kind of the way Captain America three is a solo yeah. film by name, right? But if it's contractually a, a, a solo and a team up, it it also, geez, you know, it feels like a team up at this point. Well, I mean, if these rumors are to be true, at least with Electro, so let's let's I'm gonna. Walk it out this way. We have Electro coming in. We have Doc Ock coming in. We've already had Vulture. We've had Mysterio. It really feels like we're laying the groundwork for a Sinister Six. What if, in that vein of what you're talking about, a team-up, what if the three Peters face off on the a multiverse-spanning Sinister Six? Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah, what... Because we already see that Sony wants to set up their own because we have Morbius coming and we yeah. know Tombs is in it. Yeah. And they've already done Venom. So it could be that this team up movie that Peter or Tom Holland's Peter is going to be in is that team up film of their Sinister Six. That would be really interesting. Again, if you're you're always swing for the fences, and it seems to come true. Yeah. If your if your prediction comes right, that is amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they want to do the Sinister Six, Olivia yes. Wilde is 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 set to do a directed a Spider Man movie. Mm hmm. Spider Man ish, Spider World ish. Madam Web, right? Uh, a Ma is it Madam Web movie? I the last I heard, I don't keep up too much on the Sony side, but I'm almost positive I heard a Madam Web movie. I know they were developing that. I didn't know if that was the Olivia Wilde movie. See, I think it was like a Spider Woman movie. Okay. And I don't know if it was I don't know if it was Spider Woman cuz to say that opens up a wide a big can of worms, you know, is it Spider Woman in terms of Spider Gwen? You know, mm -hmm. cuz like in the world she's known as Spider Woman, not Spider Gwen, right? Secret identity. But then there's Silk, but there's the Jessica Drew Spider Woman. There's various people that have been Spider Woman, mm -hmm. so so you have a wide range to pull through. Yeah, I think I think Jessica Drew, Cindy Moon Silk, and who did I say? Cindy Moon Silk Gwen Sp and Gwen Stacy. Yeah, those are the three most people are most familiar with. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, yeah. So I like think you maybe, might have hit maybe the nail on the head. Maybe on a macro level, that's that's what they're doing. That's that's the direction they 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 went in. Huh. So I'm peeking ahead a little bit. No, go ahead. Nope. No, I'm not peeking ahead. I lied. This this almost feels this is tied in with the whole macro feeling. This almost feels like we're touching into into the Spider-Verse territory, kind of making a live action version of what we saw with the animated film. Obviously the beats aren't gonna be there mm -hmm. beat for beat. But do you have this element do you feel this element of like they're chasing the success of that film? Uh yeah. yeah, yeah. Does that? I feel the same way too. And when you say they, I'd be honest. I feel that they is Sony, not mm -hmm. Marvel. This is just Marvel, like realizing if they want Peter Parker in the MCU, they're gonna have to play ball with this live action. I think that's. I think that's some of it. Yeah. Okay. For me. That and that would fit with the whole feeling of a a reaction to almost losing Peter Parker. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, because I firmly believe, you know, Sony needed Marvel more than Marvel needed Sony. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I, I do I, I do think it's a little bit of that. Yeah. Because, I mean, MCU has built up enough trust that I'm, 
again, cautiously conflicted and optimistic for what this could be, but it does, there is some uh, trepidation going into it, given the scope of what we seemingly yeah. have on our hands. Yeah. So, on a m- micro level, uh huh. What what are the what are the things you're looking for in terms of okay, this is the third movie of this trilogy. So I talked a little bit about before where I was because I like I said I do enjoy the mentor relationship that Peter had with Tony, but I mm-hmm. am looking forward to seeing a Peter that is more confident. Because even though I do enjoy both of the films, there is this level that each of those films were him kind of coming into his own and and realizing who he is as Spider-Man. I want to see the Spider-Man 3 have a more assured Peter and not having to rely on other people to kind of help him uh, realize that he can save the day, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So that's what I'm hoping on a micro level that this is able to tackle is tell a complete Peter story. Mm Mm-hmm. But what about you? How what are you what are your feelings on a micro um, level of wanting? I want to you know, and I'm I'm not stealing from your notes. Uh but but <laughs> our you mentioned you mentioned our notes. But but no, I mean I know like you specifically put down and and I didn't put it because it'd be because I'm I'm right there with you, what the ramifications are because they really didn't explore it. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Aunt May yeah. um reveal at the end of Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Like we saw Aunt May, but it was just—I don't know—it just that part of Far From Home wasn't very satisfying. Yeah, because to kind of set the scene, Homecoming ends with Aunt May realizing Peter's Spider-Man, and it ends on the the cutoff of her going "What the?" and then we didn't get yeah. the final curse word. And then Sp- Far From Home starts off with Aunt May and Peter working together at that benefit where she knows he's Spider-Man. So we yeah. miss that whole level of concern. Which doesn't make sense because in Homecoming they had that whole bit where she sees on the news that Spider Man was attacking or right. was attacking Spider Man was defending uh, <laughs> the the bank heist, and she goes, "If you see that, you run the other way." He, so was that cop? You were following <laughs> a mysterious footstep, sir. He regained Jonah Jameson, sir. <laughs> Could you see me powering through trying to get away from? That? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Maybe I am. I texted Nick Sandy today, and I just put Spider-Man's a menace, and he asked why. (laughs) And I told him, because in our podcast episode with him, remember how he mentioned that he was trying to introduce his son to the Spider-Man films, but Spider-Man cursed, and his son repeated it, so he had to put a stop to it. Right, right. I was watching Homecoming today. And I got reminded of a scene. I tried showing my niece Spider-Man, and I think she was four at the time. And the only reason I feel comfortable saying this is because it's in the film. So I know we kind of have a rule about not being, you know, being kid-friendly. But so just a bit of a warning. Whenever Flash was making fun of Peter, he calls him Penis Parker. My niece almost repeated that. And so I was like... (laughs) Oh no! And so I had to stop it. So that's why I text. I am Jerry Jonah Jameson. Spider Man's a menace. <laughs> no, I remember when my when I brought my kids to see it. There was that that one again, Flash, and I was just like, uh, kind of cringing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, Spider Man's a menace. Spider Man's a menace. So anyway. But all that going back to say, whenever whenever Aunt May saw that, she was very cautious. Clearly, you know, because we're living in a timeline where she's lost Uncle Ben or her husband Ben, yeah. and you know, it would make sense that she would be overprotective of Peter. But we never saw that, and I don't know if that's because Marvel knows we've seen that already and doesn't want to retread it. But it does feel unsatisfying going from Homecoming to Far From Home. Right. Well, and they had to wrestle with the blip. Right, and going to yep. use the language mm-hmm. from from the far from home, yeah. So they had to they had to wrestle with that, and mm-hmm. and they did, but I think because of that, all of a sudden, I mean, you got to figure where homecoming is and Infinity War is. Well, I mean, two things: a, you got to figure Aunt May probably had a good idea. Peter was out fighting when all hell broke loose in New York. Mm-hmm. Because she knows now who he is. Right. And so she knows he's not running away from it. So you know like that probably kind of kind of in-world was going on with Aunt May. Mm-hmm. And then Thanos happens, and now it's five years later. Right. 
So and she was blipped. I mean, she was snapped, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, well, she had to have been. She didn't look five. You know, um, mm-hmm. I don't think they intentionally aged her five years or whatever. She was snapped or blipped. Right. Um. So yeah. So I just so like that part of it. Again, it was such a good ending to Homecoming. Right, mm-hmm. going into the credits, that to not actually deal with those ramifications, and I know that's something like Kevin Feige, I think, wanted to do even back when he was like working with Raimi, mm-hmm. you know, in in his Spider Man's, and always say, well, let's what would happen if, and kind of wrestle with that, and so he finally he's in charge and gets to set it up, but you don't really get to explore it, uh, so I'd love to see that kind of explored a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Although I don't, I don't think we're going to get that, especially after her reaction. Like he tried to leave the suit behind and she sent it. So I don't feel like we're going to get it, but I personally would love to see that. And I also just feel like we're, we're, I feel like because it's the multiverse, we're getting the same thing of like this earth shattering. Aunt May figured out who he was. Now the whole world figures out who he was at the end of far from home. And we're not going to get it to resolve it because we're doing the multiverse thing. Yeah. And that's what I'm afraid as of. You were, as you were laying it out, I was thinking, like, you know, we're taking for granted they're going to address this whole he's been exposed thing. There's already a precedent where Aunt May exposes him and it doesn't get addressed. It could, right. all, for all we know, it could just be taken care of by the time the third one starts. Yeah. Maybe that's the and- Spider-Man what if episodes. <laughs> what if we actually paid attention to the things we set out? <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. I know you listen. I didn't mean to criticize too hard. <laughs> well, I mean, look, he is he does have to collaborate with Sony on this one, so. That, that's true. Okay, we'll cut him some slack there. <laughs> okay, part of me look, wishes it, there was we go ahead. I was gonna say one of two things is true. We're, we sound like jerks, or he actually listens and we're hurting his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, you floated the idea about like us actually doing video one day. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, because I'm still in the closet. But people, like what they don't get to see when we record is when you laugh, how you rock back. But because uh-huh. of the blankets, you go like into total <laughs> darkness because you go out of the blankets and then back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd go out of the blanket so my laugh doesn't pierce the audio, but I didn't realize what that was like from your perspective. <laughs> so like you, it's like you go back behind the curtains and laugh and then come back. <laughs> now I think we need to do video just because you put that out there for them. <laughs> oh, man. So. Another one of the things that has been speculated alongside the Spider-Man 3 rumors is Daredevil, a.k.a. Matt Murdock, entering in the Spider-Man 3 film as Peter's lawyer. Now, this is something that has been a long speculation since, like, right after Far From Home ended because people always felt like Peter was going to need a lawyer to deal with being accused of killing uh, Mysterio. Right. It's interesting to see that... You know, at the time, that just felt like fans throwing spaghetti at a wall to see what stuck. Oh, we talked and about now, it a lot the first 13 episodes of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we even talked about how it fit in with some of the things that Matt was facing in his Netflix show and how that would work in yeah. to Peter being wrongfully accused. Yeah. But, you know, that just felt like something that was far out there. Now that we're getting more of these rumors and Spider-Man is becoming really packed, it doesn't seem like that much of a stretch to have you know, Charlie Cox return. Right. Right. I, I First, I think fans are excited about it mm-hmm. because as you mentioned, like go back to the investor day immediately. Oh, did they text? Did they, we already talked about it earlier, but did they tease daredevil? And we saw it mm-hmm. in other places for she Hulk. So clearly that's on the mind of daredevils mm-hmm. back from Netflix, popular character, especially after the Netflix show. Charlie Cox and and going through all the Netflix shows and into the defenders, Charlie Cox kind of had that Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man role of that group. Yes. Like he kicked it off. Even in the defenders, you can tell he was kind of, I don't want to say lead, but, but you could just tell, right? Like he Mm -hmm. was different uh, than the other characters uh, in a, in a similar way to Robert Downey Jr. You know? Right. 
I mean, as, as it went on, you could say the same thing of Chris Evans being the two of mm-hmm. them, right? Kind of the main people, but definitely that of Charlie Cox. So I'm excited. I know a lot of people are excited to come back. I'm curious of, is that going to happen with Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Or is the rumors more about She-Hulk? Or is it both? Like, is it fully like, and, and, and the reason also that add, or is it both is because if it is both, then he's clearly part of the MCU and it's not like a multiverse cameo hopping. Right. Well, the thing that I keep coming back to is, and we've talked about this before. I know there's like a pejorative weight when you say fan service, but I think one of Marvel's strength is they're excellent at using fan service. Oh, like the yeah. whole last part of Endgame is fan service, but fan service done right. Marvel is clearly in tune with what the audiences and fans want. I don't think they teased Daredevil like they did in the Investor Day into She-Hulk without realizing how much he's wanted back. It does seem like it would fit to have him into the universe at large. Right. And not just the multiverse cameo hopping stuff. So that's why I do kind of feel like I could see that happening for this third Spider-Man film. They have shown over and over again they're smart enough to know that seeds like that get picked up on mm-hmm. and they know what they're doing, you know, I mean, look, in terms of dropping those little seeds and being able to say something without really saying it. I mean, look at, uh, you know, leading in from homecoming to far from home with the fantastic four drops yeah. all the way to, uh, the same director getting to direct the Fantastic Four film. John Watts. I need to double check that too because I and that's the one thing I didn't look up when I was getting ready for this podcast. Uh, I saw read somewhere where John Watts directing Fantastic Four was one of the hiccups in the Sony Marvel agreement, and what really? caused Sony to walk away at first. Why do you know? I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh huh. But the, but this the idea of getting Watts over to do Fantastic Four, which I, I think is great. I, what John Watts has done is with Spider Man is fantastic. Mm-hmm. God, I'm trying to think. He might be the only director that finishes a franchise. Yeah, it was him, James Gunn, and Peyton Reed that were in the running, and because James Gunn's movie got delayed, then John Watts became the next one to be able to do it. If Guardians never gets delayed, it would have been James Gunn first, but now it's going to be Watts to take. Right. So so Watts and James Gunn and Peyton Reed are the only directors that will get to finish their franchises. Mm-hmm. Because the Russo brothers yeah. didn't do Captain America 1. You had three different directors for Thor. Mm-hmm. And two directors for Iron Man. Right. And and the Avengers, I mean, that the first two Avengers were Whedon, and then the second were the Russo brothers. So. Right. So I guess this is what you find out when you are a director in the MCU and you complete your trilogy, you get a whole new character yeah. or a whole new set of characters. Yeah. You know what? And, and I get as an artist, like take the Russo brothers doing four movies and uh-huh. two of those movies just being mammoths of a movie, wanting to mm-hmm. go on and do something different creatively, right? As an artist. Right. But as long as you're successful, you are set for life. Mm-hmm. Like if the Russo brothers never wanted to leave Marvel, the fans would be happy you know, whether or not it's the right decision, the fans would be happy. Marvel would be happy. Yeah. Now, off the success of that, there's not going to have difficulty finding a job. So none oh, of them God, will. No. So, like, they're set anyways. <laughs> but it's just uh-huh. but it's just like the idea of, like, you know, it's job security. Make mm-hmm. a billion dollar film. <laughs> <laughs> Was that easy, huh? <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the bulk of our episode. But of course, we do have our question of the week. So, Jude, what would you pick for Spider-Man 3's official title to be within the home theme that they have going for the Spider-Man film? So obviously we have Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. If they continue that trend, what would your pick be for that name? Now, have you seen the rumors of what it might be or leaked to be? I've seen like fan speculations, but nothing like co- quoted as a rumor. Okay, I've seen I've seen one that was like supposedly a rumor slash it was a leak. It might be this, right? Uh-huh. Okay, I didn't. That's not my guess, mm-hmm. but that's. I'm just curious if you if you've seen that. 
like like I said, all I've seen are the ones that are fan speculated. I've never seen that someone posted like, hey, this is going to be the leak. Okay, cool. So I am going to go with, so so they're going to stick with, I'm going to say, you know, clearly they're going to stick with the theme. Homecoming, far from home, no place like home. That's a good one. That's really and, good. And I'm doing that off of like, if it's going to be a multiverse movie and some kind of multiverse hopping. Uh-huh. And this weird of like going from one verse to the next and trying to get back or something. Mm-hmm. Um, no place like home. That's really good. I like that. What about you? So for me, I think the one that I was leaning towards is Spider-Man Home Run, which just to kind of conjure that feeling of like Peter's on the run because he's been accused of killing uh, Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And then also the 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 expression of like hitting a home run is like something that like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. amazing. Like you didn't see it coming. That yeah. fits in with having the other multiverse characters joining in. So that's where I was kind of leaning with okay. that because it's kind of like the similar feeling of what you have, just a little bit more concise. Okay. But I think yours is more apt, which is what I liked about it. That's good. That's good. Home run. Home run. Do I want to do? Do I want to say what that potential? What I saw was a potential leak. We can. Okay. I mean, we've been talking about leaks and stuff. So if if you really don't want to know, like the title, maybe skip after this for like thirty seconds. But yeah. All right. Okay. Skip now. Spider-Man: Homesick. Oh, okay. I can see that, like that fits with the ones we were talking about, but that has a negative feeling to it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see them going with homesick. Yeah, it had a negative, to me, not only does it have a negative feeling, it doesn't have, if 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 they're only going to be three solo films, it doesn't have that finality feel either. Yeah. You know, it would almost be like, that's your your middle of a trilogy. It'd be like if they called it instead of Avengers Infinity Wars, Avengers the one we lost. Like it right? just like it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't feel right. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, so yeah, yeah, cool. So there it is. Our predictions: Spider Man, see... Home Run, and Spider Man No Place Like Home. Those are good. And and as if we needed more to pad our ego, if we get this right, I'm calling it now. Like I'm going to start getting meta with our shot calls. Yeah. Two weeks of this episode dropping, we'll find out the title. Okay. I'm putting it down there now. All right. So we'll see. So sometime, <laughs> just out of curiosity. Uh, <laughs> watch, hold on. Because it comes out this year, so it, they got to release something. So I'm just curious. Yeah, just a quick Google on Spider-Man 3 trailer. There's no time that I see. And again, this is just a quick Google of like when we might get a trailer, or a teaser, or something, mm-hmm. and I don't see anything. Actually, the the one thing I the one thing I see mm-hmm. was it says something about like last time the movie trailer dropped first trailer dropped six months out, uh-huh. you know. Uh, but there's another report I'm seeing here again, just as a quick Google, December twenty third, twenty twenty, so not that long ago saying something to the fact that, that, that there is a trailer, but Sony's holding it until Toby ah, okay. is locked in. Now, again, okay. take it for what it's worth. Right. Like, this whole episode has a grain of salt that you need to set aside. Yeah. <laughs> all of like, these are like it's, rumors it's, and speculations. Uh, the website I'm, I'm looking at is CBR.com. Sony reportedly holding Spider-Man 3 teaser until Toby Maguire signs. So, you know. And, well, and only to say that, like, like again, from two weeks from now, Maguire's going to sign or we're going to have a teaser. <laughs> if that's the case, Spider-Man 3 is, oh, God, I know we're getting close to the outro. Spider-Man 3, I think, is close to wrapping up. If Tobey Maguire hasn't signed, I think that indicates how big these universe roles are going to be. Yeah. 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 Huh. Well, and if they're close to wrapping up and he hasn't signed. Uh-huh. At least his role isn't going to be major. Right. Okay. Okay. So I would say, cause that kind of indicates that he, yeah, he could be easily taken out. Mm-hmm. If again, if that's true, <laughs> if that's true, we'll find out. In, I'm so glad we're getting new Mark content soon. So we don't have to do this. <laughs> we'll find out in two weeks. <laughs> oh, Off of your man. shot call two weeks. My shot call. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. 
If you'd like to answer the question of the week or chime in with your thoughts on Spider-Man 3 and the rumors, you can always reach us at MCU Need to Know on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you'd like to write us an email at mcuneedtoknow at gmail.com. And if you would, please do us a huge favor. Uh, leave a review. Uh, leave a rating. It really helps us out and people finding us on Apple Podcasts and other uh, places you listen to your podcast. I know checking from our analytics, we have a wide range. Um, couldn't even list them all. Wide range of um, podcast players that people use. So mm. however you can, share it with a friend, leave a rating or review, get the word out, um, and let's grow this audience and have a bigger conversation. Which, speaking on that, of having a bigger conversation, something we've been doing is, if you want, in the show notes, we do have a link to our Discord where you can join a larger community of people if you'd like to come hang out with us and talk about stuff uh, related to the Marvel off the podcast. So look for the description. You can join that link. It should be open to anybody that would like to join. So, yeah. Yeah. We'd also like to give a special shout out to Nick Sandy for the use of the theme song, which which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his original work linked in the description below. Did any of the guests start singing and dancing at Nick Sandy? I want to say some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for doing this, dude. Thank you, Trey. We'll see you all next week. Yeah. So every time I hear JB fancy, uh huh. Mentally, I put pants at the at the back of that. JB fancy pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time, like that's what I... <laughs> I'm sure he would love that. <laughs> JB Fancy Pants. I every time went... I hear, every time I hear JB is like, and Fancy is like, it's, why would you choose a name JB Fancy Pants? And then I realize it's not that. It's just my head. <laughs> well, I was getting tripped up because one in my head, I keep call, I kept calling him Ghost Knight instead of Moon Knight, uh-huh. and I was so scared yeah. I was going to make that mistake on podcast, and then. I almost kept calling JB JB Smooth because of the comedian JB Smooth and not JB Space yeah. or Fancy. Like his names are all over the place. Yeah. Oh, man. That's been crazy. Awesome. The next time we record, it's WandaVision. Nice. That's going to be so awesome. Um- Unless we just record something next week to have in the backlog in case, but yeah, other than that, it's it's WandaVision time. Do you want to? What would we record? Or do you want to take a week? Hey, th- this this episode means that we messed up. <laughs> You're not going to get WandaVision this week. <laughs> By the way, this feels like the end tag for this episode we just did. Because what better way? What better way to tease WandaVision coming than like saying like this is it? Next time we record, yeah, it's uh, WandaVision time. Okay, so maybe that's the end tag. Uh, I think so. Cool. Got an intake. Uh... <laughs>